Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to Cryptids of the Corn. Each week, Justin and Jay take a look at a topic in the crypto and paranormal world. They focus on the Midwest and Appalachia of the U.S., but sometimes they venture out. With everything from well-known monster sightings to one-off cryptids, live person interviews to actual fieldwork sneaking in some science lessons, there's sure to be something you'll enjoy. Please join us this episode of Cryptids of the Corn. Hello, hello, and welcome back. I am the great and powerful Mystery. And I am grass-fed non-GMOJ. <laughs> and together, we are Cryptids of the Corn podcast. In this week's episode, is all about why everybody hates cows. Yeah. <laughs> uh, before we get into the real show topic, though, remember we have Patreon, all kinds of free, or not free, but all kinds of cool content on there. Uh, we have the Facebook page that has giveaways going on it. I think when this episode comes out, if not, uh, wait, they'll come back around. We're just if you not joined our Facebook page, our group yet. We give away stuff all the time. It's just fun for us. We enjoy it. Instagram, we're giving stuff away now. Um, Even Patreon and Patreon, we're giving stuff away all the time. We got some cool stuff on books right now, whether it's been given away yet or not, but. Um, we're giving away for our one-year anniversary, mm-hmm. our birthday. Our birthday. Oh, please, whatever app you're listening on, give us a five-star review if you like the show. We do appreciate it. And we like reading the reviews. Yeah, if we get enough of them, I'll do a whole episode on reading reviews. I think we mentioned that before, but we just need more. We yeah, need more reviews. Uh, right now, it'd be like three minutes, because they're nice reviews. Don't get me wrong. I appreciate everybody's reviews. Everybody's? everybody's review i appreciate them all (laughs) constructive criticism yes no i think they're great i love them all now shut up good better (laughs) oh if you know you know that guy probably has stopped listening because we picked on him quite a bit (laughs) it's okay it's fun (laughs) what is today's topic jay oh mutilations of what bovine bovine brutality (laughs) oh i like that (laughs) Ooh, cows in layman's term. Cows. Is it just cows, though? I'd say most of it, but no, it's not. Okay. It's not just cows, but for the most part, yes. I'm going to give you the straight-up wiki definition of cattle mutilations. Okay, so, yes, if you haven't caught on yet, cattle mutilation. Cattle mutilations, (laughs) uh, which this is probably going to be a two-parter. We're not quite sure, Mm -hmm. but we're going to just go with probably going to be a two-parter. And what I found out, I'm going to kind of jump ahead a little bit, but way... More common than you you know, you think. It is, it is. Unless you know about this, it's way more common than you think. I mean, I even knew about it, and it's more common than I thought. Me too. I knew it existed, but I didn't know it was so freaking common. Anyways, cattle mutilations. I will say something wrong this because cattle mutilations whatever it is that phrase mm-hmm. it trips me up with my all my dis- my brain disabilities <laughs> uh so it's probably from all that, it wrong probably all that helium you've been sucking yeah. in the past 
cattle mutilations, also known as bovine bovine mutilations and unexplained livestock death syndrome. Okay. It does have a syndrome with the USDA. It's unexplained livestock death syndrome. Wow. Uh, is the killing and mutilation of cattle under unusual ways, unusual uh, and unusual bloodless circumstances. Mm. So that is the USDA's criteria. It's not just killing cattle because farmers kill each other's cattle. Like, oh, yeah. Stuff happens. It happens, yeah. But this is unexplainable and almost exclusively bloodless. Which is, yeah. This phenomenon has been observed in, uh, along, in wild animals as well. Worldwide er, and worldwide, it's also been observed. So this is the animals that's been observed in besides cattle, sheep, horses, goats, pigs, rabbits, cats, bison, dogs, deer, and elk in that order. Hmm. So cows are number one, and then it's sheep, and then horses, and then goats. What you know, so on and so forth, have been reported to be mutilated in the similar bloodless, uh, you know, bloodless ways, often with eyes, ears. Jaw, flesh, tongues, lymph nodes, genitals, rect- and rectums being removed, along with liver. Since the first reports of animal mutilations, various explanations have been offered, ranging from natural decomposition to natural predators to cults to secretive government and military agencies to a range of specul- speculations, including cryptids uh, and extraterrestrials. Mm-hmm. Mutilations have been a subject of two independent federal investigations in the United States in the last 30 years. Interesting. Uh, yeah, it's, it's been looked at by a wide range of three-letter agencies as well as, 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 well as some more, uh, more private groups. Yeah, I was going to say independent kind of researchers. Even stuff like uh, ag insurance companies have looked into it and stuff like that because they're the one foot in the bill. Right, yeah. I mean, uh, if you have insurance on these cows and they wind up how they're winding up. You kind of want to figure out what's causing well, this. They more look into it because it looks like it could be, it's like if you burn your own house down, mm-hmm. the insurance isn't going to pay the house fire. Gotcha. Insurance. Yeah. So if you go out and mutilate all your cattle, they want to investigate, make, make sure, sure you're not, you didn't do it. Yeah, exactly. So that's kind of the gist of it. We're going to go over a short history too. Did, did you say goats in there or sheep? Or is this, I heard sheep. I said sheep. Uh, yeah. Goats were number four. Um, My brother has a story and i just remembered it as you were saying that well call him after we take our break and see if we can get him on for part two okay i will like here in like 10 minutes yeah he'll do it but yeah uh so we're gonna go in just kind of the wikipedia's history because wikipedia does do a nice little breakdown of some like bips bops and boops okay i like bips bops and boops Mm -hmm. The earliest known documented outbreak of unexplained livestock death syndrome occurred in the early uh, the early year of 1606. Okay. 1606. Yeah, that's 400. And, yeah. Just above the city of London, uh, somewhere in the shires adjoining, whole slaughters of, of sheep have been made in some places that are numbering over 100. So this is written in England, so it's kind of... Mm-hmm. Uh, in others, in other areas, less than a hundred, where nothing is taken from the sheep, but their tallow and some of their inner parts. So their tallow is just stomach parts. Oh, okay. Uh, and the whole carcass and fleece remaining still behind, because if it's normally that's what the sheep were being killed for is to steal their wool. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's what they were being gro- grown for. Yeah, but I'm just saying for people to steal stuff, mm-hmm. it's normally meat. In wool, and I don't and that's think that's what's being left. I don't think exactly. So it's not people. Yeah. Um, often to sudden dairy conjecture, 
but most agreed that the tendeth towards some fireworks. I I don't understand what they mean by that. 1606 England. Yes, good luck. Good luck translating that. I am a, I think they're talking about UFOs. Oh, they're okay. claiming that these weird UFO, these weird skylights. Mm, okay. The outbreak was noted by the official records of Court of James I of England. Charles Fort collected many accounts of cattle mutilations that occurred in England in the late 19th century and early 20th century. John Keel mentioned investigation animal mutilation cases in 1966, while Ivan T. Sanderson, or with Ivan T. Sanderson, that was being reported in the Upper Ohio River Valley around Gallipolis, Ohio. Point Pleasant, West Virginia. Mothman, 60s, West Virginia. I don't know what you're talking about. Hmm. Everything is tied back to that. West Virginia, Ohio is, I'm going to say, the weirdest place in the country. You can have your Area 51, your Out West stuff, which we've got a very large section in this thing with. Okay. But Ohio and West Virginia... Or the weirdest states. Yeah, nothing even comes close to it. Nothing. Not even Wisconsin. Well, they don't really come close to anything yeah. except beer drinking. <laughs> I'm just teasing, but they're really good at that. Sure. <laughs> they're just good at not stopping. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, so we're going to talk about Skippy the horse mutilations. Before we get into Skippy the horse, so far, do you have any questions or any comments about the kind of the baseline we set up for cattle mutilations? Specifically, those are the, the, the things that are missing. Mm-hmm. They're normally bloodless. Even the USDA has criteria. Which is nuts, right? For to be a, and I think it's more for the insurance claiming side of it. Mm-hmm. So when they rule, like, yeah, this is mutilations. This is not the farmers doing. Right. Uh, I think it, that's why they had to develop criteria on it. Because, I mean, you'd have to also include the bloodless thing, too. Because if you're a farmer and you just want to, like, slaughter it for insurance purposes... Good luck doing it without... If you slaughter, and we're going to get into it, we have a lot of stories. Mm-hmm. I picked a lot of accounts we're going to go over. This is going to be a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. If you just started killing cattle in the middle of your field, it's going to be a mess. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a I mess. I don't care who you, do, who you are. It's a mess when you do it in like a contained environment when you're... Like where they do it, actually do it that. And how most people kill a cow is the nail gun to the head. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, would, you would see that. Oh, yeah. You'd find the nail or the hole of the nail in the, in the head, head of the yeah. cow. And you'll find you'll soon find out all these is not like that at all. No, no. All right, you ready to get to Skippy the horse? Yeah. I'm actually going to have you read Skippy the horse's account. Okay. Skippy or Snippy? It says Snippy. Did I misread the name the whole time? I think you did. Snippy the horse. Skippy's peanut butter. Snippy is the horse. I'm thinking, I'm thinking of the old show horse. Oh, okay. Like okay. that played Mr. Ed? Gotcha. That's okay. It happens. Okay, so here we go. Animal mutilation was relatively unknown until 1967 when the Pueblo chieftain published a story about a horse called Snippy that was mysteriously killed and mutilated in Alamosa, Colorado. On September 9th, 1967, Agnes King and her son Harry reportedly found the dead body of their three-year-old horse. The horse's head and neck had been skinned and defleshed. The body displayed cuts that, to King, looked very precise. No blood was at the scene, according to Harry, and a strong medicinal odor was in the air. 
The story was republished by the wider press and distributed nationwide. This case was the first to feature speculation that extraterrestrial beings and unidentified flying objects were associated with mutilation. A subsequent investigation by Wadsworth Air for the Condon Committee concluded that there was no evidence to support the assertion that the horse's death was associated in any way to abnormal causes. Um, that seems like a cover-up, right? I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what you're talking Natural about. Natural causes. causes. Yeah. The head was... <laughs> Wait, let me read that again. Um, the head and neck had been skinned and defleshed and the body displayed cuts that the king looked very precise no blood was at the scene natural causes don't ask any questions exactly <laughs> i like when we get to use the buttons mm-hmm. when lewis's when lewis's when the lewis's sorry phoned alamosa alamosa county sheriff ben phillips he told them that the death was probably due to a lightning strike and <laughs> and, and never <laughs> I wrote the thing and I forgot. (laughs) (laughs) And never bothered to visit the site. (laughs) You know, a lightning strike just... Boom! (laughs) The horse got cut and defleshed by a lightning strike. You ever seen an animal struck by lightning? Yeah, um, it's burnt. It's all burnt and blackened. Bubbacue. Yeah. So there's no description of that. Early press coverage of the case misnamed Lady as Snippy. Snippy was Lady's sire? Is that right? Yeah. And belonged to Nellie's husband, Burl Lewis. Later, press coverage mentions that the horse had been shot in the rump. <laughs> However, two students from Alamosa State College confessed to sneaking out to the pasture and shooting the horse several weeks after the case was publicized. Okay, so that was the cover-up. This is a weird story. Yeah. There's so- a lot of twists and turns. And we start like later on, like snippy. Which is actually Lady. Lady is the dead horse, not Snippy. So they changed the name to Snippy? No, it got misreported. Snippy was the mate to Lady. Mm, so, so Snippy, Snippy didn't die. Alive. Oh, or, well, not was, anymore. Was yeah, alive. That'd be very impressive. Horses live 30s. Occasionally you get a 40-year-old horse. No, 60, 80 years. Yeah. So. <laughs> but yeah, so this is kind of our first famous one. Yeah, that made headways yeah. but but completely covered up badly yeah like twist and turn Sl- sloppily yeah well i think it may have been like the first time they really had to do it hmm. like every other one that you know it's just kind of the farmers we're gonna get into later the out west guys really didn't turn in a lot of stuff right so before the age of the internet where you could take a picture on your phone and everything in the world could see it mm-hmm. you know is less it was more of a localized thing so it wasn't didn't need to cover up mm-hmm. just kind of buried itself because you know right and the, but like in the 60s i think there was a boom of like newspaper and stuff mm-hmm. like for sure like even more so i mean i guess it was already big but world got weird in the 60s yeah i mean world was always weird but you definitely got... see an explosion of weird 60s. and not just in like this sort of thing everything. but everything was weird everything in the 60s got weird mm-hmm. hippies mm-hmm. so we're going to jump to 1973 mutilations. On December 4th, 1973, law enforcement reported a wave of cattle mutilations in several counties across Kansas and Nebraska. Sexual organs were reported to be removed. Weeks later, it was reported that 38 mysterious cattle deaths occurred across 11 counties. Multiple labs test, or tests suggest many of these animals had died from 
black leg, a cow disease. Hmm. It's a very weird thing. And we're going to see uh, pneumonia, black leg, and a couple other cattle diseases keep popping up. Okay. Like as... as uh, Causes. There you go. That's the word I was searching for. Causes of death. Mm-hmm. So we're going to jump to 1974 mutilations and unidentified helicopters. Ooh. By June 1974, mutilations had been reported to be spreading across Lancaster County, Nebraska. On August 20th, 1974, the Lincoln Journal Star reporter uh, suggest, reported a strange unidentified helicopter-like thing shining spotlights into fields uh, that would soon become mutilation sites. One investigator claimed the helicopter sighting had become a nightly occurrence, with both the uh, FAA and the National Guard reported being unaware of any helicopter activity in the area. After ranchers began forming nightly vigils, the National Guard warned the helicopter pilots to fly at higher than normal altitudes to avoid firing from jittery farmers. State leaders called the, for an investigation. By October 1974, the report of a UFO conspiracy theorist considered the cattle mutilations might be related to flying saucers. Mm-hmm. So there's kind of gets lost in translation. But why did the uh, National Guard tell helicopter pilots to fly higher? Because... Now, at this point, the National Guard had helicopters out there looking for these other helicopters. Yeah. So that kind of gets misreported sometimes. Okay. That saying the National Guard admitted to having, that they were doing it. Yeah. But no, the National Guard did have helicopters out there. Looking for. For the original helicopter. Like yeah. things. Uh, and then I just think it's funny, like, yeah, guys, you might want to fly a little higher. <laughs> Some farmers on Farmer shoot. Johnson's lost 13 cattle this week. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, that's $10,000 in the 70s. And he's got his 30 out six out there, and he will kill you. Shoot, people still do that today. I mean, no, I know. We know farmers that will kill you. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. Without a doubt. I mean... You got to protect your stuff, though. Yeah. I mean, they were raised in a completely different time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know one in particular that was raised during the Great Depression mm-hmm. that lost everything and built it all back up, and he will kill every single one of us to keep it from losing it again. Yes, absolutely. Uh, so, yeah. So, this is when they, you know, we're starting to, in the 74s when they're really starting to get tied to the UFOs. Okay, but so I'm making it clear that cattle mutilations happened 1606. Yeah, it's they been... happened forever before they got attached to the UFO phenomena. Mm-hmm. And it might, yeah, yes. So we're not attaching them to UFO phenomena. It was already done. Yeah, it had been done in the 70s. So it's not yeah. like they were always attached, or were they? I mean, they they could have been. It no. just never was I widely can... reported. I got stuff for you later. Oh. So later developments. So what, we're still in the Wikipedia stuff. Yeah. Senator Floyd at Husk, Huskel, Huskel. Yep. Okay. Contracted or contacted the FBI asking for help in 1975 due to public concern regarding the issue. Basically, a lot of farmers were losing a lot of stuff, and uh, they were going to burn down the Capitol. <laughs> you think this last Capitol intrusion was bad? <laughs> a bunch of Nebraskan and North Dakota farmers driving all the way to the East Coast. Oh, yeah. Imagine that nowadays. They lost everything? Yeah. Oh, that is gosh. not... They would have won. Oh, for sure. They would have won. <laughs> so, yeah. They, they, so, they claim that there had been over 130 mutilations in Colorado alone that year. And further reports across nine states. In 1979, FBI report, or reported instant... Or instant report, sorry. Flipped it in my head. That according to investigation by the New Mexico State Police... There had been an estimated 8,000, 8,000 mutilations in Colorado 
and approximately over $2 million in damage. And that's just Colorado. Just Colorado since 74. See, it's way more prevalent. Five years. Gosh. Many cases of mutilations have been reported uh, worldwide since 1967. The Snippy incident, uh, chiefly, or since the chief, since the Snippy incident, chiefly in the Americas and Australia. But in South America, there is an estimated 3,500 incidents that have occurred since 2002. Dang. When around 400 cases were reported in 2002 alone. Oh, jeez. Uh, our mutilation investigations assert that a large number of these cases are never reported to authorities. Perhaps no one or no more than one in 10. Oh, so wow. I have numbers for you later. Yeah. Uh, so keep in mind, they estimate, the FBI estimates that it's one in 10 gets reported. Yeah. So that's 90% of them aren't even So when I get to these big it. numbers, keep in mind, this is probably 10% of the real number. Mm-hmm. Wow. In the summer of 2019, five bulls were mutilated in Civis Valley, uh, Civis Valley Ranch in Oregon. They estimated that each bulls were around 2,000 pounds and worth $6,000 apiece. The FBI made no comment on whether or not there was an investigation in this particular event at the Civis Valley Ranch, but offered a $25,000 reward for information on the topic. Mm. So this is like my short history before we get into these more modern cases I yeah. have for you. Yeah. So, so far, you see this line building up since the 70s. Uh, FBI, CIA, USDA are constantly, U.S. Guard, or U.S. National Guard are constantly being involved with this mm-hmm. with little to no comment. Mm-hmm. Cover up. That or they're generally, they don't know or don't know how to deal with what's happening. And they don't want to sound stupid right. trying to explain it. Yeah. Yeah. Because they can't say, they, think about it. I know we all, we're all very conspiratorially minded. Mm-hmm. We all want to blame the FBI. We all want to blame the CIA. We want to blame these government organizations. But in this time frame, if they don't know what's happening, hundreds of thousands to millions of dollars of cattle are being just destroyed. Mm-hmm. They don't have an answer. They're just not going to have a comment. Right. It's like yeah. you just said, we are supposed to be the ones that are the, over, the overseers. Mm-hmm. And we don't know what's happening. Nobody's going to respect us. Yeah, that would not be good. Right. And so- I... So I get why, if, if that's the reasoning, why no comment? But they are always there. So I want to make that clear. That one three-layer organization or another is always, is always present mm-hmm. at every one of these big ones. I think I know what the truth is. It, you could, when save it. That's okay. probably going to be part two. Okay. Uh, if you need to write it down, there's a pad where you're right there. Um, but so this short history, they're always there. There's no, no comment. They're always offering financial rewards for information, though. Mm. Yes, true. Yeah, because they don't. They want to. Hey, you figure out part of the truth. Here's some shut up money. And that could be that. You know, you mm-hmm. could go that way, or you could be really that they, especially in the seventies, mm-hmm. they really might not know what's going on, mm-hmm. and they really want to know. Yeah. You go out to these scenes, like the one had 180 cattle. Mm-hmm. They're just decimated. Only lip nodes and you know and livers <sighs> missing. That's such a weird thing. No so blood. weird. So weird. What would you do if you're that FBI investigator? Yeah. I can't even imagine in my head what what could be doing that sort of thing. You exactly. Know? It's like, even if you are the FBI investigator, mm. your criteria, the, the things you know probably don't even hold a candle to walking out and trying to investigate this. Right, exactly. Because you got to think, we're going to talk about cult stuff and people later being blamed for this. That's 180 cattle all dead in a field like the herd just dropped. No blood. 
No blood. You can you if you stab a cow, the other cows will murder you. Yeah. Oh, I've seen it. Uh, we had a farmer. We I knew a farmer that died from cows, which we'll get to later. Mm, okay. Why everybody hates cows? <laughs> yeah, remember this. This is only happening to cows because everybody hates cows. Yes. But like you just said, why cows? Mm-hmm. Why cows? And we just like I read earlier, it's not just cows, but it's right mostly ninety-eight percent cows. Yeah. Because cows are globally common. Yes, they are. very easy to find in large numbers. Yeah, they're a, a huge mammal that's everywhere, you know? Mm-hmm. And they're very, pretty docile as far as just, want, you know, they just they're graze easy, around. They're just, they're on every continent besides Antarctica mm-hmm. in large numbers. They're agriculturally farmed. If you want to, if you need to mess with a lot of them, you mm-hmm. can. The number two is sheep. Because it's probably the next one that's like that. Mm-hmm. Available in big herds, globally common. Uh, the, it used to be the U.S.'s, like, sheep were really big in the U.S. for a long time. Yeah. In a modern society, they've kind of died down a bit. Is that, why is that? Just because they're not. Needed as much. Well, we used to use them out west because they could eat very low nutrition food and still produce meat and wool. Oh, okay. Oh, you eat sheep too. Yeah. Oh, sheep's good. Oh, okay. Never had it. I don't think. But, yeah. People like cows now. Yeah, true. It's bigger, uh, you know, big red meat. You get a big hunk of T-bone. You don't want to, when you say you got a big I hunk of sheep. I personally don't like cow. Really? It's my least favorite of all the meats. Mm-hmm. You and my dad are different people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> fish. Fish. Yeah, I know <laughs> I know you love fish. <laughs> uh, so that's why cows, that's why to me, no matter what, when we get into reasons later, mm-hmm. why cows, that's why cows. Is because they literally are everywhere. Right. And they're big. Yeah. They're easy to find. They're big. They're available in large numbers. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you we're going to talk about some things maybe using as a food source, you know, experiments, just in general stuff. They're everywhere. They're big. And normally you can take a couple of them. Nobody will notice. Right. Yeah. I, I do have a thought, though. I wonder if there's any, like, Native American, like, uh, stories or you know, from like giant, like buffalo or, you know, bison getting mutilated like this, if they have any accounts. don't know. I don't know either, but that would be maybe part three. So I'm going to, we're going to just talk about Chuck Zalowski. Uh, he's a UFO investigator. Okay. He spent 30 plus years investigating UFO reports and unexplained mutilations. That's what he's really famous for, is really diving into the mutilations. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the Rocky Mountains in the Southwest. So just in the Rocky Mountains in the Southwest. In the last 30 years, he's reported 10,000 mutilation oh. events. Oh, my gosh. 30 Re- years in the West. And remember, this could probably only be 10%. Yeah. So it's upwards of 100,000 mutilations 30 years in the, in the last 30 years See, in just the Pacific Mountains in the Southwest. See, friends, it's a lot. It's happening a lot. A lot. So this should be more on the news more. So now I have just random, I, I gathered like some random cattle mutilation cases we're just going to go over, and they're all relatively within the last couple years. Oh, okay, good. So all these ones I have should be relatively, you know, recent. Yeah. I don't think I have anything older than like 2015. Oh, awesome. Okay, let's hear them. So the whole article is just, so I'm going to go article by article. The latest case of cattle mutilations in Oregon's are Comfort's investigations. Our conf- yeah, so conference investigations. And this was in February of 2020. The multitude, or, um, yeah, a multitude range cattle 
found dead late last summer has left authorities perplexed at, at to how many have died, according to Blue Mountain Eagle. I hate how newspapers write that first weird paragraph, the, yeah. the grabber. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the the cow, a breeding animal worth around $850, was found dead with her genitals, udder, tongue, and heart removed uh, by at Bar Dr. Land and Cattle, a ranch in Hampton, Oregon, owned by Clancy and Stephanie Roth. The claimant Mower House, a ranch, or the Roth Ranch Hand, reportedly found the cow dead when he visited the pasture filled with water to fill the water tanks, something he did each morning. Bar Dr. Land and Cattle is approximately 100 miles southwest of Silvas Valley Ranch. That's what I talked about earlier. The okay. Silvas Valley incident. Oh. That's that big mutilation case. Okay. Where last summer, five young purebred bulls were found dead. The bulls were found drained completely of blood, with certain body parts precisely removed. The missing body parts, which included the anus, scrotum, testicles, tongues, are often the first to be taken by scavengers. But the wounds that were examined by authorities were said to be cleanly and precisely cut. Hmm. Lake County Sheriff's Office Deputy Tom Ronk, who launched an investigation into the latest cattle mutilations on September 18, 2019, described the animal's injuries as being similarly clean meaning that they didn't, likely did not come as a result of scavengers. Right. And this is his quote. When a pack of coyotes or a bird get into a carcass, not much is left, just bones to hide and are, in which are usually chewed, said Rock. This was clean. It was like it was done by a blade. If somebody was hungry, they would have just whittled up a chunk of the back meat and taken it home. This wasn't done for food. This is something much more sinister. End quote. <sighs> the cow had been basically gutted. It's a, they use that word, but it's not gutted. Just like the bulls a few weeks ago. The blood was gone, Roth said. It looked like somebody snipped her artery and drained her clean. So far, the case of the death is unknown due to the, la- or due to la- the latest in part of the fact that the 24-hour window in which to perform a necropsy had elapsed prior to the Deputy Rock's arrival the morning the cow had been found. So, yeah, that is a cattle thing when I was in school for that stuff. Uh, basically, so much bacteria and stuff will be infested in the dead body. Okay. It's impossible to tell what killed it after 24 hours. Oh, and okay. And even when you hit that window, it probably is still impossible to tell. If you want to know what's killing your cattle, you really have four to ten, like four to ten hours. You got to get there fast. Yeah, because they already have ammonia in their lungs constantly. Which will come up later. Okay. Uh, but when they die, it takes over. Or when they're sick, it takes over. Okay, I can see that. Kind of like a. So it can, cattle can die from pneumonia very easily because it's always present. Don't crabs do that when they die? Like mm. you gotta, you gotta. Uh, once you kill a crab, you gotta hurry up and get gut it first because it's yeah, their it gut leeches. Their gut stuff will come into the rest of their body. Yeah, and just ruins everything. Yep. Okay, so similar. Yeah, so you gotta do it fast if you want to know what's actually killing a cow. You better be doing it fast, not a week later. Okay. So there is no apparent cause of death, such as a bullet wound or a strangulation mark, nor were there any clues of rope burns in nearby trees, tire tracks, shoe prints, and despite having been seemingly drained of blood, none was found spilled around the corpse. I just like how it says there's no apparent cause of death, as it's literally gutted and cut up. And like well, That's not the cause of death. Exactly. It's I guess it's the aftermath. That's after. Yeah. You're not doing that while a cow's alive. I'm going to be really clear. Yeah. Try to cut a tongue out of a cow. 
Right, like, yeah. It's better it'd be in like some catatonic trance mm-hmm. or something if it were alive. One clue was found in the crime scene, though. Uh, ag- agitated hoof marks beside the cow's foot indicated that she may have been st- or may have struggled in her last moments. So basically, it was her kicking at the dirt mm-hmm. that she was laying on her side. Mm, okay, like something was holding her down. Yeah, a oh. seventeen hundred pound animal is being held down, but no ropes. There's no rope marks on. It was like it was just pressure. Yeah. The crime scene is remote, approximately a 45-minute drive to the nearest paved road and approximately 100 feet off the dirt road, which means that any person committing the crime must have planned it. But who would do such a thing, and to what end? Deputy Rourke suggests that a cult is using the animal parts in bizarre medical practices, and Roth has similar concerns. We think it's a satanic thing, Roth says. They're probably taking the reproductive organs to use or selling them for satanic rituals. Hmm. She then added that perhaps the act was t- or was timed for, cert- or for certain times or numbers. Nothing that the number on the cow's ear tag. Nothing that the number on the owl's ear tag. Ear tag thirteen thirteen was doubly unlucky. Lucky. So the cow's ear tag was thirteen thirteen. And there's a lot of weird stuff with numerology, so there could be some relation there. We're gonna talk about ear tags later. Okay. I think it's ear tags just in general. Okay. Roth thinks it's pro- or it's possible that the killers may have poisoned the cow. After the killing, she said that their husband and her friend found a tiny scrape of fabric resembling a, f- a feather tip caught in the nearby sn- or sh- shage brush. She believed that the fiber could have been from a flinch or a poison dart. Hmm. They didn't find it in the cow. Yeah, I don't believe that. Unfortunately, analysis of the crime scene did not yield any suspects, and now four months later, there are still no leads. I've seen too, or I've seen too many crime scenes, Rourke says, but this one's got no evidence, nothing. It's really bizarre. The Bureau of Land Management also reports in this reportedly investigated this incident. The cow's death and the death of the bulls before it are a part of a large number of phenomena involving thousands of livestock deaths and mutilations that have been reported since 1970. The mysterious deaths and mutilations were so prolific that they drew attention of that of the FBI. Mm. The reports are eerily similar, sharing the these horrible details of missing body parts and the and suspiciously lack of blood. I cannot read. <laughs> Explanations for the phenomena ranging from the uh, mundane illnesses to satanic cults to extraterrestrials. Mm. But as far, the story remains a mystery. So, with the satanic cult stuff, I can see where they're going with that, and I... I could almost agree with it. The only thing I can't get on board with is they're not they're not doing it by hand. They're not doing it by by themselves. But I'd say they could be involved somehow, but maybe they have other ways which might be like mysterious or like mad magical, like dark magic stuff could be doing this. It could be satanic cult stuff like but with the dark magics involved. They could have they could be summoning a spirit that's doing this stuff. You know, that's an angle. They could be right, but just not how they're doing it. That's a whole other story. But I could get on board with a satanic cult, you know, explanation at least. But it's the how that is just my mind. Uh Uh-uh, I don't know how. The only explanation I can think of if it is satanic is they're using dark magic to do this. We will get into it later. Mm -hmm. I promise you. Oh, I know we will. I know we will. Because there's a lot of angles to this phenomena. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. So, I promise. 
I promise we'll get into the cult stuff later. Oh, I know. I know. I just wanted to comment on that since they made that explanation there. Like, oh, this is what it probably is. But um, it could be one of many, many, many things. I will spoil this for you right now. No one in U.S. history has ever been arrested for mutilations. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not one. Not one. So next article, we're going to jump over to the land down under. So, the UFO phenomena, Australia's cattle mutilation mysteries. I hate when they put two M's back to back. <laughs> so, once again, this is a news article, and this is from Seven News, spotlighting the UFO phenomena of Australia. Ross Cludhurt. I'm going to go Ross Cludhurt wrote the article. Okay. I like to give credit when they actually put credit on the articles. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the following article contains images for some readers may find distressing. Warning. I don't have them in this, obviously, because this is an uh, an audio media. Oh, I thought you said descriptions. I wasn't listening. Photos. Photos. <laughs> uh, so, about a decade ago, Mike Cook began finding dead cattle on his remote 14,000 hectare North Queensland cattle station with distressing and inexplicable injuries. That's a big area. Uh <laughs> It's <laughs> a really big area. That's this corner of Ohio. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, basically, it's like Alaska. They just give you the land. Right here, you can use this. <laughs> but so, so basically, there's pictures attached to the article. We're not going to get into. Uh, so the first was a dead cow lying on the ground. It had her udder cleanly uh, removed. We didn't take it very seriously. Didn't think much about it. So I basically gave it a miss. Mick clean recalls so basically the first dead cow had its udder cleanly removed yep and he just like uh it's the outback weird stuff happens Mm -hmm. which i get uh outback does have a lot of scavengers in a lot of ways where a cow to die for sure i mean they get stung by a scorpion bit by a snake bit by a spider and they just drop and you're not gonna find that bite wound no on that cow right it's it's a deadly barren place Mm mm-hmm uh, he admits that until recently, he didn't give it too much thought to any of the succession of strange cattle deaths over the following years because in this rugged country northwest of uh, McKay, it is not unusual to occasionally lose an animal to predators, drought, or illness. Mm-hmm. But over two years, he was patrolling the river counties on his station, and he found another dead cow. I thought, well, another bloody one sort of thing, Mick says. As I'm driving past her, I see her udder has been surgically removed. The mutilated cow on Mick and Judy's property, uh, there's pictures above, basically. There was no blood or anything, and yet it was neatly removed. The whole udder. And keep in mind, the udder goes into the body cavity. This is utterly insane. <laughs> I've been waiting to say it. Okay. But I'm... I, I can't reach the button. <laughs> he also noticed that the poor animal's jaw, the lower part of the cheek... And one of its ears had been cleanly cut off. Mm-hmm. As in, like, it was hit with, a, like, just a clean, fast blade. We went back to look at a lot of the other cow that had died and found that they had been operated and in the same, or as well in different ways. Basically, he said, they started looking back at cattle that died and they realized that there was kind of this pattern they didn't realize was developed. Right. A lot of similarities. Mm-hmm. What struck Mick and his wife, Judy, most is how precise the cuts were that removed the key organs from his dead cattle. It's as if it's, it's, it is as if it was sealed when it was cut. There is no blood on the hide. 
no blood on anything. I don't know how anybody could have been able to remove a cow's udder without blood everywhere. And not only that, there are no struggles where the cow had died or anything else. Mick says, nothing more than discernible hoof prints in the dirt around these animals. Is there any chance that what, whatever it is doing this could be using some sort of like laser to like slice through? Get into lasers later. Okay. Lasers do come up. Because that would make sense without, you know, it could cauterize uh, an area as it's cutting. Mm-hmm. So there would be no blood. So we're going to get into medical scalpel lasers, which do that. Oh, okay. I never heard of such thing, but I like the sound That's of it. It was used on my neck. They use a medical scalpel laser to cut your neck? Basically, because it's a scalpel and it cauterizes as it goes. Mm, okay. Because mine was dealing with my arteries in my neck. Okay, so you kind of want to be careful around that. You don't well, want you to you bleed. Want it to, yeah, you want it to <laughs> yeah. cauterize right when you're done cutting. You ever seen that hockey player who got kicked by the skate? And he died? No, he didn't die, but uh, he got kicked in the artery on his neck. Or, or what is that? Is it your jugular? No, it's your jugular. That's a vein. Yeah, uh, jugular is going... That's your down. Ba- yeah, it's whatever. The main artery in yeah. your neck got sliced by a blade, and that blood just went yeah. like squirting like crazy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the, the trainer had to reach out there and grab that artery with his thumb and pinch it close. Guy lived, but scary. So imagine this like with a cow, you're cutting through anything. If you get an artery at all, there's going to be blood everywhere, but there's none. It's an interesting little, I don't know. And the USDA categorizes it by that fact alone, you know? Yeah. It's crazy. So continuing on with Mick and Judy's farm. So we're going to go into the UFO cover-up exposed as secret documents are uncovered. So he knows what injuries look like that are usually caused by the local predators such as dingoes, dingoes, native dogs. And these injuries show none of these, are none of teeth marks or no typically torn flesh Mm -hmm. with such attacks. Dogs and dingoes and stuff, when they kill animals, it is messy. Messy, yep. The cooks have lost at least 10 cattle, all with identical surgical precise wounds, and they're frankly concerned, and that definitely defies explanation. One of the photographs Mick took shows a cow with a wound that is clearly hexagonal in shape. It looks like a cookie cutter got pressed into it. Oh, whoa, like a cookie cutter shark. Kind of, but no, like an actual, like, this giant metal probe went in, grabbed... Pulled Ooh, out. Gosh. Into meat. Into meat. <laughs> That's not good. No. <laughs> and once again, the cooks also noted that it's a complete lack of any blood that one would normally expect to see in such an, exc- an excision. Uh, yeah, you'd expect to see if you pushed a cookie cutter into a cow. Yeah, there would be a little bit of blood. I wonder... Yeah, I wonder too. Is is all these like when they say there's no blood at all? Is the animal always drained of blood, or does it still have the blood inside it? It's just not leaking out or sprayed everywhere. So when an animal dies, yes, uh, after it's dead for a little bit, all the bl- blood pulls to the side that's been laying on against the ground. Okay, a lot of these cases don't have that when they do their necropsies. So that means the blood is absent, as just, if it was bled hmm. before. Interesting. Okay. We bleed animals before we eat them. Yeah. Because the blood that settles on the one side will ruin all that meat Mm -hmm. on the one side. Mm, Okay. Interesting. Okay. So not all of these cases, but a lot of them do have a complete lack of blood Blood, necropsies. mm -hmm. So the wounds are so exact that microscopic layers of translucent flesh are still intact behind the missing eye and several are in the severed tongues and jowls that are and. A penis of a prize bull 
and even an entire cow's anus were removed with no apparent destruction to the adjacent flesh, as if that one biological organ system was just taken out. Yeah, just like... Nothing around it. So in the behind the eye, there is translucent flesh. It's so thin that was not harmed by the removal of the eye. Okay, this is getting extra weird. So, so it's very, very, very precise. Yes, it's not an animal or a person ripping an eye out. But it's intelligent. Well... Well, it knows what it's doing, is what I'm saying. It knows what it's only removing or this. It's very good at removing it and not wanting the other stuff to come with it. Right, yeah. Which I think is a sign of intelligence. Well, I mean, it may not be, it may be instinctual. We'll get into it. Instinctual intelligence. There you go. <laughs> uh, so he says, You can see all the veins that are left behind where everything has been removed, Mick says. You can see the blood in them. Yeah. Well, I don't know. So it is, it's obviously still blood in there. Yeah. There's no blood actually in the wounds around them. Hmm. Almost like it's like the blood's frozen in time, like in its body. Like mm-hmm. it's just frozen there. He even doubts that surgical or a skilled surgeon with a knife could make such precise cuts. Oh, I just got an idea. Mm-hmm. What if like before these things are getting mutilated, it's getting literally like frozen in time like this cow is you know there's no struggle or nothing but it's besides after it's on the ground and probably already what if it's just like freezing this thing in time and it's doing all its cuts even if it does cut an artery it's not going to bleed because it's just frozen it's everything is literally frozen not moving and then it seals everything up almost i don't know or it gets injected with a coagulant Ooh, i like coagulation something about that word coagulate so this is still the Mick, the Mick story. Mm-hmm. Going public. When Mick and Judy went public on the local radio station and local newspapers in 2018, other local farmers privately admitted that they had experienced very similar strange losses. So this is not just the Mick and Judy. Yeah. Police told the cooks that they were little, or there was little they could do unless the pred- or unless the pre-predatory acts were caught in or were caught in the act. Uh, if any, if there is nobody there, we can't do anything. Mick says police told him. Then Cook's farm is very isolated and at the end of a remote road, the only access anywhere to the station runs right through the family's homestead. Mm. So basically the only road in the whole station, this 14,000 hectares. Hectares. I think it's hectares. Oh, hectares. Okay. Mm -hmm. I do know that word. Okay. I don't know. Hectares. Uh, It runs right through the middle of their house, like right through the middle of their homestead. Right. That's nuts. So they would know. Right. Yeah. Anybody's coming out there. They know. They know. Uh, so they said we would have. We've already heard anybody passing by. Mick tells them. Mick and Judy tell the local news. Our seven news spotlight. The cattle mutilations were on their property. Uh, the one thing that they could recall for sure is seeing strange lights on nights in the valley beyond their homes. The next day, they found dead cattle with these organs removed. Strange. So they were, now they were. They reported seeing lights. Strange lights, eh? At night. The cows gone the next morning or dead. Yep. Uh, but we actually checked and there were no choppers or anything anywhere the night there. It's aliens to us, she jokes, Judy. Judy makes no bones about her suspicions that the, the explanation for these mutilations might not be of this world. Mm-hmm. So basically, uh, we have vets go through the Judy case, the Judy and Mick case, uh, they do not know what's going to happen, and it is being very—it's being taken very seriously by local Australian government agencies, because mm-hmm. uh, there's all, hundreds of cattle they're figuring out being lost in this area. Right, and once they start talking and communicating, 
they realize the problem is way worse than they even thought or knew. So the vet's analysis basically says this is definitely not an animal, uh, and it definitely cannot be done by any modern veterinary science. Okay, makes sense. So he's basically admitting that it's not, you know, sure a surgeon could do it, but uh, or maybe a surgeon could do it, but he's like, no vet could do this. Right, and no animal is that we know of is mutilating them like this. No animal does this. That's in our, you know, and that's common that we know of. That's obviously not supernatural or a natural animal. This is not a dingo. It's this not is not a dingo. This is not Charlie. Charlie? Just a guy. Oh, okay. It's the other guy. Okay. Yeah, it's not Charlie or Dave. So it's just a really weird one, and they got a lot of press behind it, and the more they came out, the more people in the local area started being like, yeah, this happens to us too. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're kind of glad we're not the only ones. Right, yeah. And it just takes, you got to communicate. You got to talk. Mm-hmm. You got to speak out, especially if you think you're, I don't know. Don't they ever think you're crazy, people. Everyone's got a lot of stuff going on. Talk about it. It's okay. We're here for that kind of stuff. And then it gets out. Mm-hmm. Tell us. Yeah, tell us please. first. Yeah, <laughs> First reported here. Yeah, please. Pretty please. <laughs> yeah, come on, guys. Please. Just tell us. Please. <laughs> uh, so, you ready for the next case? Oh, yeah. So, I'm going to read you the news, ti- the news article title, okay? Okay. <laughs> Barbara. Eric, 58 pregnant cows mysteriously killed in Northern Dakota. Oh, pregnant cows. Dang. Yes. 58 pregnant cows were killed in North Dakota. Pictures above are North Dakota associate photographer. Bunch of dead cows in the field. Mm-hmm. Cows are being mutilated in Oregon. Horses in France. And now officials say North Dakota has investigations or is investigating the death of 58 pregnant cows on July 29th. In a pasture near Jamestown. And this is in 2021. Oh, wow. Last year. 58 cows last year. Pregnant cows. Wow. Rancher Brian found the dead cows when they were uh, grazing on the Arrowwood National Wildlife Refuge, approximately 100 miles northwest of Fargo. Of the 80 surviving cows, at least 15 of them have aborted their calves due to whatever happened that night. Oh, my gosh. The surviving cows are due to calf within the next t- uh, within the next two to ten weeks, because it's all you know a period. Yeah. Lo- or long term effects of this incident are still unknown at this time. Yeah, I wonder. Like, I would like to follow up with this. Like the cows that were born. What if there's some I, weird defects? I don't think many of them made it. Okay. And that could be just due to stress on the parents. Yeah, uh, you That's think? Yeah. Uh, the rancher described the deaths as peculiar. Meanwhile, investigators say the deaths. Do not appear to be an or do not appear to be from natural causes. The Stutzman County Sheriff's Department in Northern Dakota Stutzman Association announced a reward up to forty thousand dollars for information leading to the arrest of the persons or persons responsible. North Dakota State University uh, veterinarians and livestock steward stewardship specialist said that lightning, anthrax, blue green algae, uh, Colorado disease. Lead poisoning, lack of water, and naturally occurring nitrate toxicity were ruled out as factors. Okay, ruled out. Yeah, basically they did all these tests. These are yeah. like the big boys. Okay. I thought you were about to swoop in at the end and say, this is likely what happened. And no. I'm like, cover up. But okay, good. The death loss was certainly way above almost any extraordinary of any of the natural causes. Mm-hmm. The natural infection and natural disease 
or natural exposure to some toxins, said the, said the lead vet of the college. Uh, Major Flock said that the case could be connected to two separate fires on the Amstron Ranch in April that destroyed over 2,000 bales valued at twenty or $200,000. 2,000 bales? What's that mean? Hey. Okay. So they could be out of food. Oh. And they said it could be a cover-up. <laughs> like the guy couldn't find food for his cattle and just let them starve, and they all basically aborted because the, their bodies couldn't survive. Yeah. And the rest of them just died. Anyone with information is encouraged to call at the certain jar, blah, 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 and here's their information. Uh, so, yeah. A Colorado ranch. So, this next one. So, basically, that one, nothing is really heard. Uh, all these cows are just dead. Yeah. I was going to say, did they, uh, I mean, were they mutilated at all or were they just dropped dead? They were not really mutilated at all as far as what I could find in the reading. Hmm. Uh, they just seemed to just, like, they were all laying in a group, though. They weren't, like, one dead way over here, one dead way over here. It was, like. Oh, they're, like, grouped together dead. And some people say lightning strike, and I've seen a herd of reindeer struck by lightning in uh, Iceland, and it could be that uh, all the besides like the one reindeer that was actually hit, mm-hmm. all the local ones in the ground were all dead. Like, oh, really? Yeah, big herd of them just. Like, but the one that got hit lived. No. Oh, okay, okay. He was barbecued. I was gonna say that's, the, that's weird. The locals around him just dropped dead. Gotcha. Okay. He was fried. Fried, yeah. But wouldn't they have a at least reported that? And see, and then the ones. And then a bunch of aborted calves. It just seems like a very tragic event. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what box to put it in. Right. Yeah. But it was. It was noted in the groups that like, like people say this is a some type of mutilation or alien or government or mm-hmm. you know whatever. And it was stressful to them, obviously. Oh yeah. oh yeah. So a Colorado rancher is shocked when he witnesses the cattle abduction and mutilation one night. So this is a whole other story. It is de- or it disturbed him so much that he decided to sell his ranch and move to Arizona. And I recently received the following account. So this is from the uh, this is the account. Okay. I knew a former Colorado rancher who owned a ranch near Del Norte, and one near Massa, Arizona. The sight of a strange, harsh, glittering light on the mountains in the southwest of Almasta, Colorado, was a common sight. Odd aircraft with extremely strong searchlights would maraud through the peaks. Strange and odd animal mutilations would occur here. The sights bothered him and his wife a lot. On one night, spelled the end of his continued life in this weird area. His wife had died a few years prior, and now he lived alone. He told me that he had gone to bed early because he had gotten up, or he had gotten up early to take care of all the livestock and do chores. His bedroom window looked out onto the uh, adjoining, or the adjoining, sorry, mm-hmm. east coral, which was uh, which was fenced in, or each east corral. My brain started to melt. I'm like coral. Uh, <laughs> so th- which was fenced in. The house was merely just a couple feet, uh, been divided. Sorry, merely between a couple feet from the fence line. Okay. So basically, the house with the corral. Right on top of each other. Yes. He can see the cows out the window. Yes. Here are uh, here were several cattle he looked after, which had been divided or which had been divided from the herd for several reasons. So these cows may have been sick, pregnant, whatever, looking to breed, and so they were split up from the main part of the herd. Around one a.m., he had awakened by a bright light and it was intense and blasting through the windows. He got up to see what was going on. As he peered out the window, still. He couldn't believe his eyes. A large saucer-shaped object, about 50 feet in diameter, was just hovering 
above one of his cows. Not but a hundred feet away from the house, the cow was surrounded by light. The vehicle utilized the light to power up a beam and lift the animal up into the base of the craft hovering above. Hmm. This slight or this sight put the fear of God into the rancher. He told me that he rushed away from the window, snuggled down between the floor and the wall, didn't fall asleep or didn't fall asleep that remembered the entire night utterly petrified. No sounds were heard and animals or further from the animal's cries and then silence. So basically, he didn't hear any sounds and the animal made gone. Mhm. I mean, this is your classic tractor beam UFO story. Mm-hmm. At dawn, the rancher dressed, rushed out to the corral area, and found at least 30 feet away from his bedroom window a mutilated carcass of the same cow that had been levitated into the craft. Calling the sheriff, he contacted the authorities who listened to the story and basically told him he couldn't do anything about the incident. The authorities were utterly helpless. Utterly. I know. You used my pun before I could use it. <laughs> Sorry. I'm always jumping ahead. <laughs> I talked to him. Or I, t- I talked to him about this, and he told me that Robert Stack's television program, Unsolved Mysteries, had contacted him about the event, uh, arranged an interview, and then he talked to them on camera. The rancher said that he would do it under the condition that his face was not be shown, or no prior or no other identification information would be divulged. The harrowing incident put such fear into him that he decided that the weird event had been his last he'd witnessed in his life. Then he basically just sold his farm. Mm. But yeah. There's more to that, but that's pretty much it for that one. Dang, another... Yeah, that's like classic tractor beam UFO. And cow, cat and then with a the cattle mutilation, you know, at the end of it. Like, that was the end result. So, what is it? Is it aliens? Or is it something else? Bum, 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 bum. So, I have... I think I have one more for you for this part one episode. Yeah, and okay. we'll have to save some for part two. Oh, for sure. I mean, we're setting a pretty good stage here. Uh, I hope you guys are enjoying this so far. I know it's a lot of reading for this first part from me. Oh, it's a, I think you're doing fine, and you're laying a lot of the groundwork here, uh, the, the foundation for this stuff. So this is December 11, 2020. Is this last case we're going to do for this episode. Okay. This is Jay's favorite. This one is? Mm-hmm. Cow dropped through roof from barn uh, or through roof of barn from above. Mm-hmm. Check our Facebook page on October 11th. At nine, ten o'clock or whatever. The video is out. Released again when this, this episode comes out. Okay. The video was made on December 9, thousand and twenty. The surveillance camera. The cow falls to the roof, and into the barn. The farmers who cow it was saw the UFO above the barn, and this is or then this happened. But what was this? It is hard to believe that any hoaxer could have dropped a cow from above their own barn. Other video experts believe that it falls through or the fall is too violent. To have been due to a collapsing of the roof above, mm-hmm. like and there was no there's no upper floor of this barn. Mm-mm. I see that a lot mentioned with this video. It just fell from the like a like a the floor, floor above. above. No, no. You once so let me this the video is only like 14 seconds long. I'll just grab it real quick. It's literally just like a camera inside of like a little cattle. Yeah, it's a, it's the milking area or the resting area. Yeah, and the the roof is like a little tin roof. And this cow comes just... And there's two other cows below. Yes, they're in there. I mean, and it just comes crashing through feet first, through it, and you can see there's nothing above it. It's just a little tin roof. Mm-hmm. One, it comes crashing through, lands like on a fence post, like a divider rail, and it's like struggling, and it's it's still alive. And it gets up and walks away. Yeah. And you can see through the roof after it crashes through, the big hole in it, there ain't nothing up there as far as like something for it to walk on one. 
Two, a cow can't get up on the roof and walk on this roof because it wouldn't make it one step on the roof without falling through. And it fell through right in the middle of it. And And it comes in at an angle. If you watch the video, mm, it's almost like it was thrown. Thrown through. Jeez. And and you can see like outside, you can kind of see like the winds whipping around real good. There's people, you can see the farmer like running. Don't ruin my thing. No, I'm just saying you see them running. That's it. So, although there is not enough information uh, or not enough debris, but what debris is there is, you know, consistent with shingles and the roofing stuff. So, basically, they're saying if it was a floor above, you'd expect to see more falling through the hole with it. Right. There ain't nothing yeah. but the roof. His further, so further comments on this video is obvious, there's obviously flipped, although probably shot off the monitor. Uh, basically, it happened the other angle. That's all they're saying. Okay. Is than what everybody sees it as. Okay. Um, which really doesn't matter. Right. But that's common in surveillance videos, and the raw video files are accessible. The on and off orb in the, is the flashlight of somebody approaching the scene. So basically, yeah, some people said it was a UFO bounced along the ground. That was a lady's flashlight. Mm-hmm. She was, yeah, she was in there when it was happening. So some people think the cow walked off the roof. It didn't because it would have made it all the way on that tin. Mm-hmm. Some suggest a dust devil or a small tornado threw the cow. Okay. And it is very possible. Yeah. The cow seems to be coming in at an angle. Mm-hmm. But, so I have a little last thing for you after that. The farmers were immediately there, and they are, they have refused comment about this forever. Mm-hmm. But basically, if you watch this video, the farmers are already running mm-hmm. before the cow falls through. Mm-hmm. So they whatever happened, they seen it. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, whether it be extreme inclement weather, a dust devil or something, they're running they from seen it. seen the cow coming. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Whatever was up there, they seen. Yes. Um, here's some stuff. So the cow, when it hit the fence, it hit pretty hard, but it got up and it walked away. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you something about cows. Cows die instantly at 10 meters of falling. Oh, wow. Cows break their legs at Two meters of falling. Mm. The cow did not break his legs when he hit the barn roof. The cow did not break his legs when he hit the floor below. Mm. So it was it was not dropped from a height. Is is it possible like the roof kind of broke its fall a little bit? That's why it didn't break its legs on the floor yeah. below. And it looked like it landed on the uh, railing too. Yeah. So maybe it hit its stomach and. But no, its its front legs hit did the hit, ground. Did hit. Okay. It did not break its legs. So it's probably just above the barn as if something was probably trying to put it back. Mm. <laughs> what a way to put it back, too. Fump, right through the like, roof. Whatever it was got caught by the farmers. It's like, crap. Yeah. I, I, I just drop it. Or he slipped. Yeah, it slipped out of its grass, whatever it. I doubt it slipped. I don't <laughs> think these things let go of many things yeah, unwillingly. You're, you're probably right. Yeah, whatever it did, it was seems deliberate. But it either way, it's a freaking cow crashing through a roof. That don't happen. And it's on camera. So this is part one Mm -hmm. of cattle mutilations. When we come back, we have two more cattle mutilations. Then we're going to get into what could be causing this. Also, the big questions with cattle mutilations. What is it? We got all this stuff. Yeah. Anything to add before we go out of this episode, Jay? No, I think this has been insightful and... Sorry, this first part's been a lot of reading from Justin. You did fine. (laughs) All right. I have been the great and powerful Mr. E. And I've been grass-fed non-GMOJ.
and together we are Crips of Corn Podcast. Please leave us a five-star review on any of the apps you are listening on. You've been listening to Cryptids of the Corn. Be sure to join us in the next episode where we tantalize your intellect and expand the horizons of your mind. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. That helps others find the show, and we really appreciate it. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll catch you in the next episode. Until then, stay magical. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.